Hello everybody, this is Brandon from the Game Chat Podcast. Back in the shed for another podcast, and this week's episode is jam-packed. In this episode, we talk about all of our picks from last week. We also break down all the games on Sunday and Monday. We also give you our updated power rankings, so grab a snack, sit down, and enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Shop Podcast. It is Monday, October 12th, 7.41 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. An interesting week five of the NFL season is almost in the books. We're recording this at halftime of the Monday Night Football game. Got lots to talk about to recap week five. I mean, coaches fired, Dak Prescott's injured, the Lakers are NBA champions. Where, where, where do we start? I mean, I don't even know. 49ers suck. 49ers yeah. suck. <laughs> Seahawks, I didn't even talk. Seahawks win a... Nail-biter. I mean, yeah. is, okay, let's just start with the Seahawks then before we get into our picks and stuff. Is that just going to be the rest of the season? Like, are we just going to have to suffer miniature heart attacks as Seahawks fans every single game? Because I'm starting to think that's what it's going to be. I mean, if the defense is going to keep playing like they are, I mean, yeah, it's going to come down to that probably. This bye week is huge. Huge for the Seahawks to have a bye week right now. Yeah, Um, to get Rasheem Green hopefully back, get Adams back. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that they can add and start to kind of figure things out in the D-line, hopefully... They can start getting back to the way they were playing in previous years, but they don't need to rely on, you know, 28, 35 points a game. Definitely, definitely. Um, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. They are NBA champions. Um, you know, it's I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. A lot of people know that. But I will I – give, I give credit where credit's due. And congratulations to LeBron. He made this move to L.A. to win a championship, and he accomplished that goal. Um yeah, I mean they they were they were definitely the team to beat all season. Um, the Heat put up a good fight; they had a great story, but they were just not even close to the Lakers. So yeah, I mean for the Lakers, I mean looking at the steps to, to where they got to like where they're at now. I mean you had Magic Johnson step down after not making the playoffs last year, and then they trade away a boatload of picks for Anthony Davis. You know, and it's pretty cool to see it all work out after all the moves they did make. Definitely, and I think. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, the interesting thing, I mean, Matthew were talking about this while we were watching the first first half of the game. Did you guys see the viewing viewing numbers? I know Matthew did, so did you see it? No. So, the Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and the Vikings had 11.5 million viewers. NBA Finals, 5 million viewers. <laughs> So, I mean, football's king. That's just how yeah. it's going to be. It's Matthew, what were you saying about the... I just feel like with the NBA Finals this year, without any fans, not having to go on the road, it just makes a big difference. And, like, the atmosphere and, you know, I 100% believe it was a legitimate NBA Finals championship. 100%. Same players on the floor, <laughs> everything. But, I mean, the feeling of it being the NBA Finals in June, going on the road in a full capacity, you know, arena, it just isn't there. And yeah, it's definitely the bubble effect. I yeah, mean, it's it's hard to watch basketball without without the the atmosphere. Yeah, you know, like everything going with it. You know, it definitely mm-hmm. didn't feel like the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm also not a big fan of. Uh, I like Mike Breen 
it's not that I'm pretty sure that's his name, the announce, the main announcer. But I'm not a. I think Jeff Van Gundy is one of the. Con- I'm not a big Jeff Van Gundy guy. Like, I'm. I think that the NBA should have stuck with TNT for the finals because I like their broadcasting mm-hmm. crew better than yeah. ABC. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, two other things before we get into our picks, which we didn't even give out on the show, but you're gonna have to trust us because we really <laughs> did not do that great this week. Um, at least in the uh, the ones that we we were gonna give out for the show. Um, it was just a busy week for us this this weekend. Um, Miriam's birthday was Saturday, so we were, had stuff going on there. I, I golfed Friday at a big tournament. We won, by the way. Had a 330-yard drive on 18. Not a big deal. Well done, Jack. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but where was I going with this? Um, oh, so let's talk about Dak before we, before we go to that game. That was horrible to see. Not just because he's on my fantasy football team. But I mean, man, what I it's not it's it's a terrible situation. It's not just because he is an NFL quarterback that we all watch and appreciate his play, you know, it's 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 the situation that he's he's been in the last couple of years and leading up to this year with getting receiving a franchise tag when he should be paid. I mean he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league for sure. He's I mean get the most yards so far this year. Um he just the contract situation makes this so much worse because I mean, Jerry Jones might not be like, oh, well, he's hurt. We can't pay him again, you know, and franchise tag him again or, or move on from him, which is just a sad situation because he, he should have a, a long-term contract right now. But right now, I mean, that's one thing he's got to think about with his family is like, man, I don't have a contract right now. And, like, I could be dropped by the Cowboys. And I feel forward, so bad know? for him because you know he's regretting not signing the deal that he was offered this offseason. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's like I hope – I hope some team offers him because if if he, if he gets dropped by the Cowboys, I really hope some team comes out this offseason and offers him the money he deserves, which is forty million. I think, like personally, I think yeah. he should be the next highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I not I don't know if anyone's ever going to get Mahomes for a while, but um, yeah, I just I feel bad for Dak because I know he's probably like, I wish I would have just signed the deal and took the guaranteed money, but. I mean, we'll see. Time will tell what that situation will hold out. But I hope Jerry Jones does the right thing and pays him. Yeah. They said the surgery went well and that he should have a full recovery. So his future doesn't look like it's in doubt right now. But, I mean, in a situation that it was, this would be even harder to look at, like the whole contract thing. Yeah, I mean, he's had a rough, rough year as far as his brother passed away during quarantine. He came out and talked about his mental health during it and how it declined and uh, I thought that was really, you know, it impressed me a lot about him. Just, I didn't really know a ton about him, and all in all, I just, yeah, I feel awful for him. But I know he'll be back, and if the Cowboys aren't willing to give him that contract, there are plenty of teams that would love him. Definitely. Their leader of their team, not even talking about his amazing talent on the football field. I think one of the most impactful things I saw last night was the picture that his brother posted on Twitter of him smiling with him in the, in the hospital, and just like, you know, just gives you that sense that he's going to be okay, you know, because... So it was a tough, tough scene to watch on the field. So. You can just tell that Dak's not only loved by his team. I mean, seeing that like those players holding their heads, and then I thought one of the most impactful things was Jason Garrett running oh, over yeah. from the Giants mm-hmm. sideline, his former coach. That was really, really cool. Um, and then also just seeing all the other reactions from NFL players on on social media and stuff. That was you can just tell that like. Dak is one of the one of the good guys in the NFL. Right. He's loved running. Yeah, pressure, right? yeah, and Tony Roma's on the call. I was literally just going to talk yeah, about that. The whole thing was just all time horrible call by Tony Romo yeah. saying, "Well, maybe it's just a cramp." As we're all looking at his ankle, <laughs> his like dangling from his. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, 
poor Tony, he's probably like, I really wish I didn't say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. He makes, makes one bad call. Um, and then the other piece of news is, before we get to our picks, Dan Quinn is let go um, from the Falcons. We kind of figured this is coming. Um, I'm still shocked that Adam Gase has a job and two other coaches have been fired before him. But uh, Dan Quinn is fired. I saw a quote from Pete Carroll after the game um, saying, you know, we hadn't, haven't had a chance to talk to Dan Quinn yet, but man, he's a terrific coach and a great guy, you know. <laughs> so we'll see. I think a lot of Seahawks fans are starting to uh, – get a little uh, restless with our defensive coordinator situation. Mm. So I think... Um, Ken Norton, right? Yeah, yeah. I think... I saw... Um, I was just showing Matthew a tweet. It's like the past six years of Dan... Or of Ken Norton as a defensive coordinator is like never above 25th. Or no, never above like 23rd in total points allowed as a defensive coordinator. Even when he went to the Raiders. I mean, their defense was awful there, yeah. too. So it, it was the past. It, it was three seasons with the Raiders and mm. the, his three seasons with the Seahawks. He's like... Mm. So without, the, I mean, without the Legion of Boom, you know? Like, yeah, it's... Just it's just... But it shouldn't be this bad. Like, we don't... Our, our, our team definitely focus Like, shifted focus from when we were Super Bowl teams, our defense being good and our offense being serviceable, to... Now being our offense is one of the best units in football, and our defense is not serviceable. That's the problem. Mm. Is we don't need the defense to be good. We we do not need them to be good. We need them to be average, and they are not average. Like that's yeah. sad that that because we, we we're five and zero, but we're not a Super Bowl team right now. I don't think so, at least. Like no. I don't think this team wins a Super Bowl. So that's a problem in itself. But it, yeah, Dan Quinn is let go. Um, yeah, it's it's an odd move, I think, to fire coaches in the middle of the season, even if they are doing horrible. I just don't... I mean, with the Falcons, I mean, they're promoting their defensive coordinator, correct? And that's yeah. kind of one of those things where it's like you're promoting a guy who also isn't doing very <laughs> yeah. well his job. So, I mean, yeah. there's nothing you can really do there besides promote from within and hope that maybe the guy you're bringing in can change the atmosphere and the environment, but... The Falcons are a situation where you we could see them clean house before the trade deadline. I mean, you could see a lot of people leave the organization, and then they're probably going to clean house with the coaches as well. Yeah, for over. sure. But, I, I, yeah, quarterback included yep. in that too. All right, our picks, the ones that we give on a show. Uh, me and Matthew are now tied at the bottom at seventeen and twelve, mm. which hey, is still pretty good. Matthew yeah. had a rough week. Yeah. Um, Eli is leading at the moment. He still has two picks that are pending. One of them looks like it's going to win easily. The Chargers plus seven and a half as they're up. What are they up right now? Ten at the half. Um, sorry, I lost the picks. And then uh, Brandon at 20 and nine, right behind Eli. Although his Monday Night Football pick is probably not looking great right now. That's I, I have a quick question. It says he's 20 and 9 and I'm 21 and 7. It's because you have two pending picks and that's a, it's one. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I updated them and then I just didn't do the didn't money. see that on yeah. the top there. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, they're like almost all the way up. It's almost, like yeah. half current with yeah. the pick. Yeah. All right, all right. We had just a really bizarre, I, I don't even know if these um, green and reds are right. Because, like, some of them I counted. I, it was weird because we had – it was just a weird week for our picks. As everyone knows, we picked the Sunday night football game. I'm just going to – we, we picked the Sunday night, the Seahawks, and the 49ers games. 
And we hadn't really set a precedent of like what we're going to do if, if we're going to pick the winners or if we're going to pick covers. And like we were all over the map today or this week. So I just kind of went with like what I thought was fair. Um, so I had I picked the Seahawks in both. I said that the Vikings would not cover. Uh, Matthew did the same. We both picked the Seahawks to win, but the Vikings not to cover. So I didn't give us that, mm-hmm. even though the Seahawks won. Very fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. And then Brandon and Eli both picked the Seahawks to win, so I gave them that, and they picked the Seahawks to cover. Or, sorry, the Vikings to cover. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But for the Niners game, me and Matthew both picked the Niners to win, but Dolphins to cover. And since the Dolphins did cover... I think in the future, we should just pick it to the spread like so we I agree. like your pick should be lined up with your with our sheets picked yeah because mm-hmm. i picked the dolphins in our sheet exactly i picked, I picked the yeah niners. i think I, yeah I, i'm the only one who picked the niners so i stuck with the niners but i did choose but then eli's eli <laughs> eli's done this multiple times yeah, on the sheet stick with the sheets pick. on the sheet he picks I, the, I do the sheet picks right as they come out and i do the podcast picks later and i kind of forget what i <laughs> what because I in the sheet I, it's not the, a st- it's not a like i'm not trying to like work the system like i, I, I actually know. genuinely just just didn't remember it. I didn't even care to look back. But you picked the the Dolphins on the sheet and then the 49ers, but the Dolphins not to cover. So I didn't give you that because I don't think that's fair I at all. That, no. um, Matthew, both of your lock and underdog missed. The Eagles, I really feel like, <laughs> as far as they were talking, miss. I mean, they were literally within three points and then the – Steelers go down, score a touchdown, make it nine. Yeah, but, I mean that's brutal. I went for it on that one. I felt strongly that Eagles. I did keep too. The game and I did they too. Did, so, <laughs> um, Eli looks like he's going to get both of them right. He had the Rams and the Chargers, the two LA teams. Um, both of those are going. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we don't know what the Chargers, but that looks like pretty safe bet. Yeah. Brandon, underdog. One outright. Mm-hmm. That was a really easy pick. Yeah, that was the easiest one of the week. I saw that nobody had that yet. So, uh, I pan, yeah, pan, I I went to go fill out my underdog pick, and I was bummed that you had already yeah, picked the Panthers. Carolina plus four and a half over Atlanta. Are you kidding me? Unreal. I'll pick that all day. I would have put ten thousand dollars on that. Yeah, same here. Um, but your lock did not hit. No, that was disappointing. Yeah. I thought that line was just too too big because I picked. No, it was big for sure. The, I was hoping for a bounce back week. That's and that's why I, I sold it on the nines. But we'll talk about it a little later. Yeah, I had the Dolphins as my underdog plus nine. I just really liked the spread and they ended up winning outright by more than nine. And then my lock was the Cardinals. Who did the Cardinals play? Oh, the Jets. I just Jets, I yeah. think you could probably bet against the Jets every game this season yeah. and you'll be fine. So. Those were our picks, our fantasy studs and tuds. My dud for the third week in a row <laughs> did not play. Only the third week in a row? I, I don't know what it is. Like, I literally did not even think about it's that. It is a curse. Like, yeah. I, I picked this on Wednesday, yeah. and then the game, yeah, that's just, whatever. But my stud did hit. Robbie Anderson, man, Robbie Anderson looks really good. I don't, I don't know what got into him, but he looks really good. Um, yeah. yeah, those are mine. That's crazy. My stud hit, dud. I don't even know. My stud of the week was uh, Darius Slayton. Went kind of on a on a on a, a rare pick here. Don't really hear his name a lot, but um, matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have been giving up a buttload of fantasy points to the wide receivers. So I, I went with it, and he put up a uh, twenty. I think he had eight receptions for one hundred and thirty yards, so he went off. Uh, my dud was Terry McLaurin. He had a tough matchup this week, and uh, I, he's been going off. So it's another another kind of a sneaky pick, but um, he ended up being a dud this week. So both of mine hit. 
Yeah, so my uh, stud pick, James Robinson, did not hit. Uh, had an okay game, but he only had about 9, 10 fancy points. Uh, didn't really... Jaguar just couldn't really move the ball that well, and uh, he was kind of a bene- beneficiary of that not happening. Uh, my dud pick was Le'Veon Bell. I uh, felt very confident about yeah, this one. Great pick. Uh, yeah, that was pretty easy on my part. Uh, didn't They don't throw him the ball that much. Le'Veon Bell, after the game, was liking tweets about how... They're not throwing the ball to Le'Veon Bell. And then Adam Gase immediately comes out today and says, man, I wish he would talk to me oh instead of, uh, but the kids these days, they go on the internet and do this stuff. Instead of it's unreal. And I it's didn't like, see that. Yeah, That's iconic. It's kind of like, well, dude, I think we all know you're going to get fired in two weeks, so I'm not really going to talk to you about that. It's but, unreal yeah. that man still has a job in this that's league. Freaking funny. I didn't see that this week. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that this but week. But I, I, I think that's a good pick because I, I think there's, we're, we're probably – a decent amount of Lev Bell owners that were like, oh, he's coming back. I automatically put him in my lineup. When right. I just wouldn't be confident playing any Jets, maybe besides Crowder just uh, in a PPR league. But um, My stud was Teddy Bridgewater. Great um, pick. It was a great pick. I also – I so Josh Allen is my go-to quarterback in fantasy, and I was a little hesitant to play him since – it actually looks like they might end up playing – but if the Titans had another positive case, they were going to postpone the game. So I, I picked up Teddy Bridgewater against Atlanta, and he got 313 yards and two touchdowns for 24 points. And so um, so he was a stud. He was projected, I think, like 17 or 18. Um, my dud was Calvin Ridley. Um, got zero points last week. And this week he got, I think, 21 Um Eight receptions for 136 yards. So that my dub pick did not quite hit, but yeah, it's all, right. all right. Let's get into the weekly recap. I'm gonna go first. We need like a, a drop, like a music yeah, thing for that, like a recap drop. Like the fantasy footballers have. I'm really jealous of their NFL recap. Yeah, their whole thing. That's pretty cool. Um, all right, Panthers, Falcons. We touched on this game a little bit. This was the easiest pick, I think, by far. I think everyone, including the girls, yeah, everyone got that right. That was the only, and the Cardinals, <laughs> which again we said was an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Panthers uh, won this game outright. I do not know why the Falcons are favored. Teddy Bridgewater had a really good game, as Eli mentioned. Mike Davis had a really good game. He, this offense, you can tell, is built for a running back. Just the way that they run, the pass patterns for the running back, and everything mike davis had nine receptions he killed me in fantasy football good job cole for picking him up and playing him um but this this offense is built for the running back so mccaffrey is going to come back and he's going to step right in um as he should but i hope mike davis former seahawk gets picked up by someone this year because he's really talented and he's showing off he's doing the most with the opportunity that he's given um so i hope that some team makes an investment for him because i really think he's worth it um, the, the Falcons just, I, it, it baffled me that we were watching this game on red zone and the first drive, uh, Gurley just marched right down the field as like five or six carries just, mm-hmm. and then they just never gave the ball to Gurley again. He had 14 carries for 121 yards. If you have 121 yards on 14 carries and you lose the game, that's a problem. He, ne- he needs 20 plus carries in this situation. Like I just, I don't understand the Falcons at all. They're 0 and 5. It, it, it just looks horrible um matt ryan doesn't like he looks horrible he does not deserve the money he is getting not even close so i don't know what the falcons next move is i mean obviously they fired their head coach but 
yeah, the Panthers win 23-16, and Panthers look like a sneaky good team. Uh, the next game of the week is uh, would be Las Vegas at Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Chiefs were favored by 12.5, huge line in this game. And um, this game was probably the second biggest upset of the week, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders came out and uh, had a pretty good first quarter. Chiefs were up 7-3. Then Raiders came out and put 21 points up in the second quarter, really took control of this game. Um Derek Carr had himself a day, 350 yards, three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had two touchdowns, but they were able to stop him for most of the game. Big thing was the, I think it was a turnover, and they got the Raiders right back in the, like on the five yard line, and Josh Jacobs benefited from that. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game is that the Chiefs always lose like this one game that we don't expect, and it feels like it's been like this the last couple of years, and it, this was the game. And uh, but I think for the Raiders, I, I think the X factor is Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs only had two receptions, had 120 yards and a touchdown. They walked the field for this offense because it allows Derek Carr to spread the field out and then. And then hit all the under routes to Darren Waller and then work on that play action with Josh Jacobs. And the Raiders benefited. And um, their defense, I mean, they gave up 32 points, but they actually did look pretty good against Patrick Mahomes because in the past, the last couple of years, the Raiders have been torched by Patrick Mahomes. And they actually did look pretty good. And the offense was able to put up 40 points. So uh, Raiders won this one 40 to 32. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what I – I mean, Henry Ruggs makes this offense. Because oh. it's clear that they want to get – they want to get the run game going. They like Waller short and over the middle, and then they like Ruggs deep. And um, I also think the Raiders should give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick because I think he had the blueprint for how to stop the Chiefs. He just doesn't really have the guys, especially on offense, mm-hmm. in that game to do yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, it's clear that they're, the, the Chiefs are not unbeatable. No. So, yeah, it was a good game by the Raiders. They looked really good. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got the Rams uh, playing the Washington football team. The Rams win 30-10. to 10. Uh, not really much of an exciting game there. We know Dwayne Haskins before the game was benched to third string. Kyle Allen comes in, plays eh, uh, gets hurt. They bring in Alex Smith. Welcome back. Welcome back. To the bravo, bravo. So exciting to see him back. Uh, family in the stands. Immediately he's just getting sacked. That was a ton. great moment showing his yeah, family in the stands. That was so cool. Yeah. Uh, gets sacked six times. <laughs> That's the most impressive yards. stat of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Is that he got sacked six times and he's okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed moving forward. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I mean, Antonio Gibson, 11 for 27. Like, they just, their O-line could not block the Rams. Aaron Donald had a heck of a game. Uh, Rams defense just dominated the Washington football team. That's kind of the main thing there. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Vulture, two touchdowns. Running back by committee, still a shrug. <laughs> good, like, good yeah, luck. the Rams just dominated them. That's about it. In that game, in my, one more point. In that game, Washington left Aaron Donald one on one multiple times, Ugh. and it just blew my mind. You have to double team this man. Like, come yeah. on, like coaches, it's not that hard. Like, you have to put more than one person on him. Or he's gonna wreck your whole day. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Um. Next up, we have Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, I think Houston was favored by six. They ended up winning by sixteen. Um. Google says stats data is not available. Why do you look on Google? What do you want me to look on? ESPN. ESPN. <laughs> is that what you guys look on? Yeah, I can't do whatever. <laughs> I'm at Google. I don't know if it's given by Google. Sean Watson had a good game. The Jaguars are bad. <laughs> Worked up until this point. The Texans are the best 0-4 team. Or they were the best 0-4 team. Like, probably, I mean, the last five years, yeah. probably. Like, 
they, they're so talented, and they're missing DeAndre Hopkins so much, but Deshaun was able to cook this game. I mean, I don't know if they're talented. <laughs> I think Deshaun Watson is talented. I think they have a I lot of weapons on Hopkins. Brand, Brandon was able to cook, is what we're saying. Brandon cooks. I mean, not One just that. He hit One four heck of a for game. a while. I yeah, mean, but Brandon have, cooks. I feel like they have a lot of weapons. I mean, they might be weapons of old, but they have a lot of big names on the offense. I feel like they should be way better than they are. I, I, I That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, they are, and, they, and they did have a really tough open... Opening yeah, schedule. Played, I'm. Yeah. I'm glad they got rid. I'm glad they went 0 4 so they could get rid of Bill O'Brien because mm-hmm. I think that if they opened up soft, they probably would have been like a th- two and two, yeah. three and one right, team. And they would never fire him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm. I think it is best case scenario for them, and I really hope that this off season, they, like this is going to be a crucial off season for oh, the for Texans sure. because sure. you you're you can't waste Deshaun Watson. So it'll be interesting. Sorry, you like we're. Kind of just no, that's good. Uh, uh, there's not much else to add. I already went to my next game. I didn't. I, I didn't see a lot of the game either. <laughs> that was that was a classic. Uh, forget about it game. Yeah, that was on Red yeah, Zone. Um, Jaguar probably gonna tank. I mean, we thought they were gonna be okay after week one, but that's it's the there's always a week one game that you look back and you're like, how did this happen? And that was the Jaguars beating the Colts. Um, they're just not good. The Jaguars aren't. Yeah, and I I think Minshew's gonna be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to stand by that take. He's just going to he's going to be good enough to float around the league, but no one's going to ever want to build around him. So like if he doesn't make it in Jacksonville, I think he's going to become a journeyman. Yeah. Um all right, I have the next game, another blowout game. The Cardinals 30 Jets 10. We touched on this a little bit. Le'Veon Bell coming back. They just don't utilize him. Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback in this game. He looked kind of serviceable for a little bit. I don't I just like the Jets are the worst team in the league, I think. Pro, I, I mean, maybe the Giants. I think it's so clearly the, the New York teams are the worst teams in the league. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, there's there's a large gap. Yeah, very large. And I, the only thing I I'm gonna say about the Cardinals is I just Kenyon Drake does not look like the same player that he was last year. Like even when he got in the end zone, he just like even though he got in the end zone and probably saved fantasy owners this week, like. He just doesn't seem like the same guy. And that, like, Kyler is going to benefit from a running game. And so, I, I don't know. This team doesn't look as good as I think maybe we thought they were at the beginning of the season. They they need some sort of a running game. to And Chandler Jones, that loss really, yeah. really hurts yeah, them probably, on probably defense. Probably probably out for the season. So. Yeah, so. that was my defensive player of the year pick, so rip that. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The Jets... I don't know what their plan is going forward, and the Cardinals I don't think are as good as, as maybe we thought they were. Yeah. So, Next game is probably the wash game of the week. I mean, Ravens 27, Bengals 3. I mean, it was, <laughs> they ran the ball up and down the field. Mark Andrews is alive and well again. Uh, Marquise Brown actually had a pretty good game, 6 for 7, 77 yards and a touchdown. Finally. Um, I think the most interesting thing, look at this stat line right now, that passing leader was Joe Burrow with 183 yards. But wow. But the poor guy was sacked eight times. I mean, Jeez. he just uh, – he, he that offensive line, that, that's what they're going to have to build. That's going to be definitely the focal point in next year's draft. Um, but, yeah, I mean – but just to look at that, I mean, that means that means uh, Lamar didn't throw for that many yards, which he didn't have to. I mean, they ran the ball up and down the field and then play action to Marquise Brown and, and Mark Andrews, and that was the game. So. It'll be a miracle if Joe Burrow goes this whole entire season without sustaining an injury. Uh, it's, uh, He's getting sacked wood, man, so yeah. many times. His offensive mm. line is just terrible. And yeah. Joe Mixon having 24 carries for 59 yards ain't helping, but that's part yeah. of the offensive line's problem too. So Yeah, very true. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got the Colts playing the Browns. Uh, Browns win 32-23. Uh, 
Uh, Browns moved to four and one right now, feeling pretty good. They're on a little bit of a roll there. When they can give Baker Mayfield time, he's proved that he can throw the ball down the field and make plays. Uh, Twenty-one for thirty-seven, two hundred forty-seven yards, uh, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, all in all, the Colts have to be one of those teams where, man, if you can just get a quarterback that can move. I mean, watching the Chargers today with Herbert in the first half being able to move around the pocket, throw to Keenan Allen before he got hurt. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where Phillip Rivers, if he's in the pocket and somebody's wide open, he can make a throw. But he cannot create anything. He's and so bad. They have a good O-line. They have a good D-line. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, 10 targets. I mean, if they can get some more weapons receiving and get a quarterback that can move around the pocket, they have a team. But right now, I mean, they're 3-2, and two, and I don't feel confident at all picking them week in and week out. Like, I'd rather pick the team they're playing if they have a good pass rush. I think I think year by year, talking just about like Philip Rivers and watching Drew Brees these last couple of weeks, it's like the stationary quarterback is it, in, in the next five years it's going to be wiped out yeah. of the league. Like you, you just can't. If you have a stationary quarterback. There's too many athletic people on defense these days. So it's it's just a bummer because if you I I, I don't think the numbers are going to show it anymore. But before this game, the I mean the Colts were defense was ranked first in every single category, and they were missing Darius Leonard in this game, which is a big miss. But yeah, like you said, Matthew, I, I they're gonna need some sort of change at quarterback if they want to compete in the future. Which I wonder if they can hear that. Yeah. Um, it's a car. It's a car. <laughs> it's a car. Okay. Very loud. A car. loud car. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they wanna, I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they have to have a plan because Philip Rivers is not the long term solution. But this team has a lot of promise in the future For if, sure. if mm-hmm. they can have a if they can get a good quarterback. Yeah. All right. The next game is Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh wins 38-29. to um, Definitely the story of this game is Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Three receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. He had seven receptions for 110 yards. Um, he only had a... I mean, he's a receiver, so he doesn't have a lot of carries. But um, I... Yeah, I had actually... I was looking for flex... I was looking for flex players to put in my fantasy team. And I saw his name, and I remember it. I'd, I'd heard him a couple times... Um, and I was like, you know, he has a chance to maybe play well. But I decided not to just because I didn't think he was going to do that good. And I really regretted not picking him up at the last minute. Um, <laughs> but there was really no way of knowing. Um, I don't uh, care who you are. You can't predict four touchdowns. No, you can't. Especially no. from Chase Claypool. He's a rookie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. Be wary, though, if you're a fantasy owner of spending a ton yeah. of money on Claypool. It was a perfect storm of Deontay Johnson going out. Mm-hmm. James Washington was still – I don't know if he was more targeted, but I was listening to fantasy football as he ran more routes than Claypool. So Claypool hit the touchdown jackpot, which he's not going to hit every week. But moving forward, it's just crazy how how much the Steelers hit on these wide receivers in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the last eight years where I saw it, was like Antonio Brown in the fifth, you have Juju in the second, you got this guy in the third, like it's just unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one, one, one of the plays I thought was really funny – was they were pretty much on the goal line, but they lined up like four receivers on the left, and they had like three in a triangle and Chase behind them, and they basically just opened the way for Chase. Like they were like Chase is all of a sudden their go-to guy for this game, and so they're like at all costs we're protecting Chase Claypool so he can catch the touchdown. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia put three defenders on four guys. Yeah, easy, yeah, it was the easiest play call of the Pittsburgh's like whole freaking franchise is unreal. I think Philadelphia is one of the better Owen or one of the better bad record teams. I think they're better than their record shows. Yeah. I think we kind of overreacted to Carson Wentz at the beginning of the season. Like, he's 
he's not great, but he's he's not bad. Like he's going to be serviceable, and and this team has is probably the favorites to win that division. So yeah, I, I don't see the. It, I mean, their defense is still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a, they got a lot of big names on the defense, but man, there's the wide receivers that they got to get home. That's the problem I mean, for sure. I think if their offense was healthy, they'd be so much better because Miles Sanders is a stud coming out of the backfield, and, and I I do think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I mean, you give you give a lot of quarterbacks the weapons he has right now, and they're not going to succeed either. So um, I, I think Carson Wentz has hit too hard. I think he's trying to do too much, but uh, I think they'd be a really good team if they're healthy. Yeah. I agree. Jalen Hurts had 100% accuracy. One for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next game, we had Miami at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by nine. Um, if anybody watched football tonight, you know how this game went. Uh, I like nine. how Brandon's voice gets really quiet. Yeah, well, was, <laughs> as a Niners fan, it's probably, probably one of the worst games I've ever seen Niners play. Um, it seems like every year Ryan Fitzpatrick has Fitz magic against one team, and he had it against the Niners this week, but I don't even think it was Fitz magic. I think the Niners just look like trash this weekend. So I don't care who was playing quarterback for the other team. We would have lost that game no matter what. Um, Jimmy G does not look good. He doesn't look healthy. He looks terrible. Um, offense looked at running the ball. I mean, most are at 11 carries for 90 yards, but it's hard to run the ball when you're down 27 points. Um, Niners fans, it's time to panic. I mean, we have a gauntlet coming up, and we're going to a tough part of the schedule. And, I mean, we come out 500 of the schedule. I think it's going to be good for us. But um, looking forward, I mean – it just as a Niners fan, it might just not be our year, you know. And it's just the way it goes. We have thirteen people on IR, which is tough. I mean, it's always tough. Um, our corners, we got a corner selfie, and Richard Sherman has set back with his calf injury, so he's probably not gonna play Sunday night against the Rams. So we're gonna be pretty thin on the back end. We got guys on the practice squad starting for us, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, mine just, just might not be the 49ers year, but we went down 43-17 in this game. Is definitely, um, I mean, good for Miami. It was probably the biggest upset of the week, so. It just delays then the Tua start like yeah <laughs> it kind of sucks I'm sorry like, for Tua fans like uh, yeah. uh, Fitzpatrick I mean he had 350 yards and three touchdowns I mean you can't ask much yeah I maybe the Colts should go out and trade for Fitzpatrick because he looks a lot better than <laughs> Philip Rivers true. jeez I don't know I wonder how long he'll keep this up because I feel like he just I mean maybe this is just his personality but he's very happy like he's like. He's just making the most of it because he's probably thinking he's got two up breathing. Down he does this every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Just, just, okay. It, it'll it'll fade eventually. Yeah, yeah. So I've got his games where he has good yeah. magic. He does what he does. That's yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched him a ton, but I feel like if you have you have two breathing down your neck. It's like you know time to prove yourself. And he's like, you know what, like this is like this is kind of this is it. Like I got to do it. But he's always like every time they're close up on him, I feel like he's like smiling, laughing. He throws a touchdown. No, he's like dancing just, around. And, your your thought process is totally correct. I mean, but this guy's been in this situation so many times where he's just a fill in. You know, yeah. just let people develop, and he just yeah, it's it's true. I mean, every year he comes out and just does this, and it's just good for him. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Mahomes sat out his first year. I mean, the entire yeah. year. It's, I mean, one thing I just kind of thought about: uh, could Jameis Winston be the Teddy Bridgewater? For the Colts, that's a great year. question. I like that a lot. I I think, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good mean, point. I like yeah. that. They, I mean, they got to get someone. Yeah, hopefully for the Colts because um, they've got a really good team besides the quarterback. All right, Giants Cowboys. We touched on this earlier. This was the Dak Prescott uh, game. Just uh, uh, we we I mean we already touched on it. Just a horrible situation. Um, the Cowboys defense is just horrible the 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 giants had 14 points that that 17 points halfway through the second quarter and that was the most points they'd scored all season and they it was a 34 37 so the cowboys somehow come out with the win and honestly probably save their season because 
they're it's going to be a battle down the stretch. For, I mean, it's going to be an ugly battle, but it's a battle for the Eagles with the Eagles for a playoff spot. But it's like I just don't know how you let up 34 points to a a team like the Giants. Like that's that's horrible. I think that was a takeaway too. Is like even when Dak was in the game, the game was close. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Giants were up like 14-3 at one point or whatever it was. Like yeah, they had a pick six early. Yeah. And yeah. Dallas, I don't know. I mean, obviously with Dak out, they're going to be worse. But I just, there's, there's not a good team. I don't know. Like, yeah. It, it, the, the thing is, though, they may, it looks really, really smart now that they went out and got Andy Dalton. Because I think oh, a lot of people sure. just yeah. think, like, Andy Dalton's a backup. No, but, like, he's, he's a serviceable starter. He's not Dak, but um, this team's not going to take as big of a hit as I think people think. The problem is they're just not a good team to begin with. So it's like they're they they are probably going to have a tougher time coming back from these games because uh, Dalton's not Dak and Dak was having an a, amazing season that people were just it was being overshadowed because they weren't winning. Mm-hmm. Um, this team definitely turns into Zeke's team though. Um, I, I, I expect Zeke to have more of a workload, and it's going to be can Andy Dalton make teams respect their passing game to open up holes for Zeke? Can these receivers, these very talented receivers that they've spent a lot of money and capital on, produce for, with with them so that they can get Zeke going because that's the only way. I think this offense needs to turn into Minnesota's offense. I, I agree. It's got to be a, a, a pound pound the ball and play action offense because yeah, you're right. You can't give Andy Dalton the ball. I mean, 20, 30, 40 times a game and make him throw four hundred fifty yards like Dak did. It just it's not going to work out. So this is going to be the Ezekiel Elliott and probably Tony Pollard's probably going to get a lot more looks now too. So. Um, we'll see in the future, but yeah, this offense is definitely gonna have to shift. Do you think, like fantasy wise, do you think Andy Dalton is a good pickup? We'll have to see. Like I said, it, it depends what their offense does. I mean, if they, I think yeah. If they stick with the pass heavy, I mean, obviously, yeah, he's got these weapons. I mean, any quarterback with these weapons is gonna do just fine. But I think they are gonna run the ball a lot more. So right now, I'd probably say no. Yeah, that's what Jack and I were kind of talking about that earlier. There was a trade in our league with Zeke involved, and we were both kind of talking about how back out of there affects Zeke and uh, I think we were both saying that it definitely I mean obviously it heightens Zeke at least a little bit that's at least five carries at least a little bit yeah it'll just be interesting because I I, it'll be interesting to see how it affects Zeke though because Mm -hmm. it might seem like he's going to get more opportunity but we've seen I mean Saquon has been a prime example of this with the Giants is he's going to get the opportunity but when teams put eight in the box, there's not much anywhere. Yeah, more opportunity doesn't mean more production, but no. he will get at least five more carries a game. But what, what he does with them, we'll see whatever the defense has. Yeah. And a genuine question, because I don't know a ton about Andy Dalton, is he a guy that likes to dump off the running backs? or? I don't I, know. I think he does. Or he I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have to. I think most backups tend to be that way early mm-hmm. on. Just because they aren't used to making those quick decisions and want to stay in front of the chains, get the ball to their hands is what they want to do. And, and yeah, I, I, I think that well, whether Zeke will benefit, we'll have to see. But he will get more quantity touches. Definitely. All right, we don't really need to talk about the Seahawks game. We kind yeah, of already touched on this earlier. So let's do our power rankings. Oh, yes. All right. So some interesting. The top seven teams stayed the same. There's a shuffle in the order. The new teams at nine, eight, nine, or at ten, nine, eight. Here we go. Coming in at number ten is the New England Patriots. After an unexpected buy, you might be thinking, why is this team in your top ten? They are only two and two. Well, <laughs> they were a yard away from being a team in our top three, 
and they were a couple plays away from beating the Chiefs without their starting quarterback. Um, I was a big doubter of the Patriots earlier in the season, but it seems like this team with Bill Belichick is going to be just fine. Um, hopefully Cam Newton and Gilmore can be back in play because this team's going to be tough to beat. So they're at number, number 10. Number nine is the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. They slide in back, right? They were in our power rankings. They, they dropped. They after they beat the Saints at home. That's right. Two. So they're in, and they were out. Now they're back in. They got back two in. impressive wins. Welcome back, Las Vegas. I mean, New Orleans doesn't look impressive right now, but I still think New Orleans is a great team. And, I mean, they beat New Orleans and the Chiefs now. So I think it's still healthy. Yeah. Especially Good. in offense. Yep. All right, number eight. Making their debut in our power rankings is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I did not, think, did not think I'd be announcing their name uh, in our power rankings, but 4-1, and one, um, they look really good. So we'll see. This is going to be a – next week, they, they play the Steelers. Like the Steelers. That's yeah. going to be a very – that's a make-or-break game for the Browns. Are they legit or are they not? That's the game. Their the line needs to step up because they're playing the arguably the best D-line in football. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really fun to watch. That's going to be a great game. All right, number seven is the Los Angeles Rams. They who did they beat again? The Washington football Washington team. Football Washington team. Football they team. looked dominant. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup against the Niners Sunday Night Football. I think that's going to be a sneaky good game. I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, the Niners." I think that's going to be a good game. It's it's going to be interesting. All right, number six. Mentioned them a little bit earlier. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at number six. You know, a little bit of a closer game than I think a lot of people thought against the Eagles, but uh, they're still a very good team. Um, very good defense. Uh, I think the game against the Browns this Sunday is going to say a lot. Number five. Baltimore Ravens at number five. Again, not re- <laughs> not really a matchup where you can tell anything. It's kind of that kind of week. Um, kind of, kind of. <laughs> did I just say that twice? I think I did. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that, it was that kind of week for the Ravens. They're going to pound these inferior teams that's just how it's going to go so the ravens stay at five number four hopefully playing tomorrow night is the buffalo bills at number four uh they haven't played yet so they have no reason for us to move them up or down um but the bills at number four hopefully we get a game tomorrow night and it'll be more of a test than the bills have faced this year so i think that's gonna be a good game if we get it tomorrow night yeah number three Biggest upset of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs fall to number three. You can't really move them too far. They still look like they're probably the best team in football. They had a couple bombs of touchdowns get called back. It was just that kind of game for the Chiefs. They lost to a Raiders team that's beat the Panthers, Saints, and Chiefs, and they've lost to the Patriots by 16 and the Bills by 7. Yeah. So it's not a bad loss. So and no. when they were, they felt like they were out of that game, they go score a touchdown, get a two-point mm-hmm. conversion, and they're down eight. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, they're never out of that. No, they're, that's just... Three is honestly they we probably could have kept them at one and I don't think anyone would have been yeah. mad. Yeah. So yeah. no one they're just they're really they're good. They got a lot of weapons. All right, number two. Is really afraid we're gonna have to move them down, but they stay at number two. It's our Seattle Seahawks. You cannot justify them moving up to number one. There's probably gonna be a lot of our hometown um, listeners that are going to be upset that they're not number one, but I don't think this team is the best team in football. By any if you're upset about that, you should be really happy that we're five and nine. <laughs> exactly. We could very easily be four and one if that last drive didn't happen. We could. You be could be two and three. We, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Patriots um, were a couple feet away from. But hey, I will say, good teams and especially good quarterbacks win games. MVPs win games. That's true. And I, I'm I I was hearing some stats this off season about how the Seahawks. It was all these analytic nerds, you know. Um, going well, the Seahawks are prone to regression because they are they were nine and one in one score games, and I'm like, you obviously don't watch the Seahawks because that's what Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll want. They like that's they like one score games. They like, I mean, this was a case in point. Like, you give a ball to Russell Wilson with a minute left on, and he has to go ninety plus yards. He's going to do it. Like, he just wins football games. So, Seahawks number two and number one after week five is the Green Bay Packers. Coming off a bye, <laughs> they move up to number one in our power rankings. They look, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like a new man. Um, I don't even, who do they play next week? Do we know? Do they, oh, it's the um, Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll be a good matchup, I think. Good. There's a couple good matchups next week. Buccaneers are going to be, a, that's going to be a little bit of a, not revenge game, but like they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. I don't, Tom Brady was not happy losing that oh, game. No. Um, so I think he's going to come out hot and, Packers better be ready. I'm gonna. I'm looking up the Packers' upcoming schedule. I'm yeah, just they curious. play. The, have it up here. They play the Buccaneers this week. Play the Texans, then the Vikings, then the 49ers. So I mean, they get some teams that have something to prove. They have some talent. You know, they haven't been playing that well, but they all are capable of knocking them off. I feel like for sure. I can't sit back, but they can. It's very possible that they win all those games. Definitely. No, no defense will be able to stop Aaron Squared right now. So Aaron That's Jones true. and Aaron Rodgers are. They're they're. Uh, they're pretty damn good. And they haven't even had Devontae Adams. So yeah. They, they, yeah, they can only get true. better. Um, the defense has been giving up some points. So I think that's their definitely their, their weakness right now is their defense compared to the offense. But um, if they keep putting up points the way they have, it's going to be really tough to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other than that, do we have anything? We have the Bachelorette tomorrow. Oh, boy. We'll do a – that's going to be really interesting. We'll we'll try to get that on the podcast Friday. if it, if it I mean, it's gonna we're going to do it. Um, if it works out and it stays that we do a whole big recap with, I think there's going to be like 10 people. Um, we'll see, but yeah, we'll try it out. Um, I'm just thinking we can probably talk about the, oh, baseball Rays won today. Rays are America's team now. Yeah. They're um, up 2-0. Looking good. Knock off the Yankees and now they get to play the Astros and yeah, they're up 2-0 in the series. So the, the Rays are America's team right now, even though I don't think I can name a single player in their starting lineup. Like, if you blind, do not check your phone right now. Name one player in the Rays starting lineup. Evan Longoria is not on the team. <sighs> is Mike Zanino still on the Yeah, team? maybe. I mean, if Snell's pitching, that's about all I got. But, I got yeah. Snell and Glass now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, other Mar- pitchers. Margot. Okay. Margot. Margot. Yeah, Margot yeah. made a really good play in right field today. <laughs> so, yeah. the first inning, Jose Altuve with two outs, got a ground ball and, and buffed the throw. And then gave up an error. And then that's they hit, right. They hit a 3-1 bomb, so... Kind of some little bit of karma showing up. Uh-huh. And then I think that Braves Dodgers series is going to be really good. The Braves oh, yeah. are, the Braves are. Um, I mean, obviously the Dodgers are insane, but the Braves are a really fun team to watch. They're yeah, it's currently one one in the seventh inning. So there you go. Yeah. All right, that's it. We'll give our uh, week six. Wow, it's already week six. That's crazy. Cruising. Give our week six picks and uh, a little preview of that along with the Bachelorette week, our first episode premiere recap on awesome. Friday morning. Rock the house on three. One, two, three. Rock, rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house. Hello? Almost the microphone almost fell over. Yeah.